Hi, everyone. Today, me and Endless Midnight Moon are going to be talking about historical research. We're going to be talking about how she has conducted historical research for her various stories, including but not limited to Beyond the Gray Skies and some of the first stories she wrote on Tapas, which we have previously discussed, but not as, as not as in much detail. So without further ado, let's talk about the series that you will be starting this podcast with. Mm, I think I think to begin with, I should start with a maiden a maiden strange voyage because it was kind of where I really started with the whole historical thing. Because beforehand, I kind of never really did a lot of research to anything specifically. I was just taking random stuff and understanding and putting them together. But this was like first time I really went in depth. Although this was actually a revised story, I had a certain idea in mind. It was initially a uh, let me try to see what I can still bring it up because well, fi- finally I finally decided to say okay, fine, I'm just going to show some of my some of my some of my Wattpad stuff mm-hmm. but, the, but then this one has absolutely nothing inside okay the origin thing was that it was actually a historical romance so I'm not surprised <laughs> mm-hmm. it was actually set in a tongue but then, but then eventually I changed it to the song for, for specific reasons because I feel as though the height of Chinese imperial power was the tongue and maybe the song the song was a bit different so I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what is it really they made it a bit, a bit unusual compared to most like, but then the tongue was the most imperially politically powerful entity in, in the world at the point in time it was very clear it's because like um they, they controlled most of the silk road they had the incredible projecting ability and they were very cultured and for me because for me it's like, the interesting was that they see the rest was very powerful but it's like you went from the east to the west it means the power went from east to west from, it's always slowly traveled west as time went by and I think the mainstream where I just came to that interest was just like I was like, very interested in my own personal culture and all that and although and I think because for me it's like, I always say that there's, although I always say Chinese people are very proud of their culture but that's but not really but don't really understand our history very specifically because it's complicated it's a very complicated process no, definitely. Yes. And I think it's interesting how you choose the tongue as well, because a lot of these imperial dramas and books and stuff, they mostly focus on the Qing dynasty, I noticed, especially in recent years. You know, I don't need to name which dramas that a lot of people. Well, yeah, have I, 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 get, yeah. I totally get the appeal because I think it's like, I think the Qing is because it's the easiest because there's, there's the most amount of sources about that. Actually, it's usually a Qing or maybe a Tang. I think that for, I know, a couple of years ago, I remember that the Northern North, North Sound is was so all the rich some. Reason. I was like, well, man, how this is like your fifth drama that is about the northern and southern dynasties of China that I that I have watched, mm-hmm. which is like a very complicated. Like actually, it was like it was actually interesting because it took place at the same time as the as the as the third century crisis of Rome. That's true. I, I, yeah, no one talks about this as much, you know, comparatively. But this is a very important uh, part of Chinese history. Yeah, actually, the, 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 actually the, more, but the famous one that was taking place was the Three, Three Kingdoms. Kingdoms, definitely. There's a lot of uh, books and movies about that as well. Because I think it was the first time China broke down as a polity. It was very, very, that was the first time it completely broke down as an imperial polity. There was nobody has any idea what was going to come next, although eventually it came clear that imperial power was here to stay because it just kept on doing that again and again. They said, you know, Chinese medium, long divided must unite, long united must divide. Yes, yes. Like the general theme of a lot of Chinese history is basically unification, right? Although the last time, the last time they was like the they doesn't doesn't they broke was the last time, the last dynasty that really had to unite the kingdoms was the Song. They were the last real dynasty that united the kingdoms. The rest were fighting out barbarian invasions, which was against the Mongols. And eventually, later on, the Man, eventually the Manchus took over, which was the, which is the you know Qing dynasty. Means like I thought because I thought because the Qing dynasty was kind of ugly and it wasn't really representative of Chinese culture. Per mm-hmm. se, because it was it's kind of like a foreign domination, like it's like basically like the like the whole the whole Irish everything. Would you want to would you be exalting the people who conquered you? It's a bit little mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. absolutely. See, it, 
I chose also a Chinese thing is like they also very proud of the Mongols system. He's like, so didn't they kill a lot of people when they conquered the Song? <laughs> that's true. So that's why same with you know the Qing dynasty. Originally, it was not you know quote unquote Han Chinese. It was the Manchurians. And you know a lot of people who are into Chinese history, they would say that the last real Chinese dynasty that wasn't foreign dom- domination was the Ming dynasty. Actually, I, so I think I think the Ming is kind of popular too. It is, yeah. And personally, I always felt the Ming Dynasty had better clothing and hair than the Qing Dynasty. I mean, the Qing Dynasty has, you know, a lot of great intricacies and, you know, a lot of interesting developments, don't take me wrong, but maybe it's the hair, you know, that (laughs) makes me think it's not as beautiful as the Ming Dynasty in terms of aesthetics. Actually, I think also Jersey goes to say presided over China's eventual stagnation, because even the Dui and Ming, they were pretty powerful, although it was already kind of there, they never really tried to go. And also because like for me the real interest in my song was like because it was like a it was a merchant empire it really it really like more, more, more money it, it was more focused on the civil bureaucracy less on the laws on war which was what the time the time yesterday was it was something they learned from the tongue they brought over mm-hmm. the song was that they didn't mm-hmm. want generous power they wanted separate military and political power so it doesn't so it does so that you don't, right. don't get a situation of having like like the five dynasties and ten kingdoms that's awesome. Right, right. So back to uh, your novel, right? Um, how did you conduct research for it? And how did it change when you moved from Wattpad to Tapas? Hmm. I think the interesting thing is that when I was doing this, I wasn't, I was still quite young. I didn't do a lot of the research I should have done other than reading a lot of Chinese. I read a lot of Chinese those three years. <laughs> oh, yes. Did you read anything academic? Uh, I'm not even sure it's academic, but I, but I use a lot of stuff. But I think for me, I, I forgot what I read anymore because like, um, my Chinese has kind of degraded ever, ever since I haven't used it that much. And it's a lot of like, um, even though it was quite generalized, I've never really done very in-depth research because I never really had to. And as a, and then even though it was, like, it was just my general I feel what it was like, general understanding, it was never really like, it was more fictionalized than it was like realistically like, set in the century. Although I did, although I think for me it's like that, there are some very like, and I think for me it's like, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of myths surrounding like a, of Imperial China. And I took a lot of inspiration from like a lot of various costume dramas that took place over the, they kept they came out getting showered and showered, they kept getting shot throughout the last two, last the last decade or so that they had a lot actually. It gave me enough fuel to like never really need to do the actual research that I had to. So it was very interesting. But then when I moved over to Tapas, this was just my first time saying that, actually, I just want a small contained story. I don't want to go very big. So I just mm-hmm. understood. So I took some inspiration from what I read, I read about song, about song family structure, song, song like economics, and also like song social social structure, which is actually mm-hmm. a bit different because I remember they say that. The song dynasty wasn't really as, people expected it to be as strict as the Ming. But say like, there was, there was like, there, there was like, the, the whole idea of widow not remarrying thing came about after the, I think after the Ren dynasty came to be that the Mong, the Ming and the Qing were very, 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 very interested in widow chastity. It's like, it's a bit weird to me, frankly. <laughs> Right. Okay. So um, in your story, uh, I think you also kind of talked about, well, it, not this one, but then at the same, like in the, during the same time period, you also wrote a story about Japan. So in that story, did you also mostly just do more generic research or did you do like more detailed research compared to you know I mean? A like Major a, Strange I think, Voyage? 
I think I think I did more research for Minus Change Warriors than that one because there's so much stuff about them. And eventually I left it for, because I like, was like, wait a minute, I don't really understand it. And, then, and I'm sure Japanese can and for me as like, personally, I just realized like, oh my god, I, I never really understood that much about the culture, about the society. And for me like, I love I like I wanted to try something more fluid. I think I never really wanted to do something so hard. Eventually I realized like, after that my heart went to Europe. It's like, no, after after that, it's like, well, I don't want to come back to Imperial China one day because like um the, because I think the song there's still interesting fascinating me and now like, I reading up few stuff about the, or the actual like the period and try to see like, okay what exactly happened down there I think one of the most interesting books I ever read was something very very macro this is called this is called uh, macroeconomics escape from this is book called escape from Rome it's about talking about why why did Rome fell and why was it a good thing because eventually I, I became like um oh. I became obsessed with, with ancient Rome and about its fall and its everything and then slowly after it became changing to about Europe and all that and because for me it's like um it got, it got very interesting because uh, because I think for me it's like I kind of hit a dead end when I was really researching Imperial China and Imperial Japan because I think my Imperial China dead end was just like I realized that I'm not really sure what happened during that time I want to read more about it I definitely do I want to read more about its social structure where there's any social mobility from one class to the next and and eventually I wanted to, I wanted to do more about it again but I think the interesting process eventually I the most the most interesting thing that changed when you just like when I found this bit with the podcast let me just let me just change the share it started from reading a, from watching a, from just listening to this podcast called the history of Rome <laughs> ah interesting the same name it was this guy called Mike Duncan and he, he mentioned that in a way that made me laugh all the time. It's like, seriously, the stuff that happens here is it's kind of fun because I think it's like, um, it kind of really gave me understanding what Rome was really all about. I never really Ooh. got to know. Wow, this is from a long time ago, 2012. Yeah. Does he have any recent episodes? Oh, no, no, no. He, he, he has a new stuff that one that's more apt to what, what Beyond the Grey Sky is for. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, now this is recent, yeah. Well, yeah he talks anyway, about a lot of different revolutions. Yeah, including Basically, Russian stuff. <laughs> this could be interesting for Tete's research. Yeah, actually, it's, like, it's actually a day by day thing. So he's very, very good. At, I know that he's very good at thinking into like, he does an account from based on secondhand sources. And for me, it's like, um, initially, it started from the history of Rome because I was like, eh, why not? Why not? I'm sure it wouldn't be. I was thinking, actually, I was interested in Rome, but say I was never, but I never really understood Rome until I until I saw his podcast, and then suddenly like, oh my god, everything started making a lot of things make sense. It was very interesting, and also because for me, the reason why the, the it was it was very interesting personally for me was from this series was just like it was just talking about this history, but bit by bit, and then eventually I was like, no, oh, I actually don't really have to try to play around too much, and it, and then for me, my heart went to Rome after because it became more, more interest more. It's not interesting, just dynamic per se. And although I really want to go back to China eventually, but then it's mm-hmm. like um, I just I just don't really have any ideas for how am I going to research it. And I'm saying that is my magic good enough? I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, you have you have found all these resources, you know, where you don't have to think about how to do further research because it's all here in front of you. And there's also, also a course, right? Yeah. Actually, there's one more, one more, one more interesting thing that they really, really like. They really kind of cemented my fundamental shift from this thing. It's like um, I think the interesting thing is this this thing called the types of history. Uh-huh. Beforehand, they cover the early modern period, particularly, but now now they're going back to the Neolithic because they are Montrose and that's fine me. But then they really talk about the medieval period and then the shift to the early modern, which was actually very interesting for me. It's like I think I was very interested in the Italian banking system at that point in time about its extremely wealthiness, the fact that they were they were very powerful. Yeah, and then and then eventually just begin like it just for me it's like I think for me my historical research just it was quite 
entertainment and touch, just basic history, just figure out what I really wanted to write, what I was interested in. And eventually, it just became a situation where I was just like, huh, I'm actually very interested in the Napoleonic period. Why don't I write a story about it? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And how, how about the courses? The courses, oh, let me just try. Um, yeah, I think the courses was very, very, it was actually very, very good because, like, um, currently speaking, I'm going through somewhere through, like, going through my third, fifth. I read, I think I saw a lot of stuff. I think I, saw, I think for me, it's like, um, it was actually, let me just get through the, let me just get a very general view about history in general. I think it's good because they usually get, they usually get professors from university say, okay, let's do a free course, let's do a course like this, we can put it online, we can sell it, and then it, it gives you a general view, it gives you a general idea, and then it, it but then it's like, and then I think it's great because it really like, it keeps like, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't restrict you to just like, listening to just doing Google searches because it can be very, very constricting or relying mm-hmm. on Reddit. <laughs> right. Um, can you show us the course website? Uh, yeah, it's called, it's, I don't know, it's called Wondrum, I think. They're calling you Wondrum right now. No, I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, actually, no, they changed the name. They're formerly the Great Courses Pass and they went to one gym. Okay. I only see yeah. Spotify right now on the screen. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. You have to share. Oh, I, I think you have to shift this, this share to back to your um, browser. Like, yeah, yeah. This one. Okay, yeah, here it is. Wondrium.com. I'll include a link in the description for you guys. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, I actually do a lot of stuff that's not related, like, I was actually just in the Greek world, although it's all started from back to that, or that podcast, the types of history that, for me, I actually did this thing called a one dream that, the, or the for me, a great course class, that they teach you how to do about Roman engineering, and like, what, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding, it's like, uh, engineering, and like, that, this, this is going to be the most interesting thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's very unique, I... <laughs> I think because they got an actual engineer, an, an actual engineer to teach it that like he just say this is mm-hmm. what happened, this is what they did, and it's like, oh wow, I'm I'm actually kind of, huh, I'm kind of surprised. Although you know, it was actually pretty interesting personally for me because for me it's like um, when I chose Italy, I was thinking like, okay, how about I try to read up Italian unification and all that stuff because I think I was very interested in Italy because of its like, of its, of its like Renaissance period. It's Renaissance period and ancient Rome was like the two big reason why I was like, I was actually very interested. My heart was very into like Italian stuff and all that. And mm. yeah, although thank you, I, I love Italian food, but Italian food down here is, there isn't a lot of choices. It's more American Italian food. <laughs> right. So. Um, can you show us like the who's teaching this course? Because I'm kind of curious. Is it under details? I just want to see what kind of professors yeah. are featured here. Oh wow, this is a major professor. <laughs> oh, I see. So like you can see all of these people's education and more details about him and why he chose to teach this course. And he also has many different awards as well. Yeah, and also I think the one the, the one I was I'm, really, I'm actually doing right now is like um, something called for, like, the French Revolution and like there's actually one very definitive one that this this professor's amazing the way she narrates it is just it's like she gives you a very good idea about about just how insane life really was that you know say like wait a minute suddenly why am I doing this now because why not because mm-hmm. it's a good idea and I'm talking about the fundamentals of the everything that went around although they do cover a lot of other stuff down here i think they're trying to expand more into other details because like history can be although there's they're still doing a lot of history stuff they definitely don't like this one i think this one's i'm still i'm still i'm only like a i'm i just barely passed the halfway point and yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna finish this one day but because there's this point my third time missing about the french revolution i'm just surprised how am i still not sick of it <laughs> there's so many different angles to explore and so many different consequences 
Yeah, and also although it's like this, although it's like, it's like it gets into you, your mind, your head, like that you get sick of this eventually. Like no, 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 not even close. I'm even I'm not even talking about the Victorian period. It's what people think about. It's like when people think about Victorian, think about eighteen seventies, eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. Don't really go like a bit further back, like eighteen thirties, eighteen forties. Goes back then. It's like it's a bit more complicated. It's more confusing. Mm-hmm. The, the there was the constant revolution. I think because people that because like the eighteen eighties, eighteen seventies, because people then were very interested in in social social classes in all the in all the in all the economic stuff because I think it's that's that came out after after the after the last revolution failed they, they stopped being about nationalism they just started being okay we're just we're just be socialist now. Mm-hmm. And so how long is oh yeah so 32 minutes 30 minutes for each of these and um how much is each course like uh, approximately how much do you have to pay to have each course i pay i pay, I pay a subscription actually okay yeah it's a subscription and all that it's like i decided to lose because i think for me i'm a lay person so i don't really know a lot i can't really do a lot of the the, the stuff that maybe like a phd can do and so as a result i have to like dig into this kind of stuff actually even though about my genealogical history is like i can't, I can't after i go to the good grandfather i can barely i can barely Get anymore because like um because all the rec- because my parents came uh, during World War Two and it's like I lost most of the stuff and then I don't have any more to do so after I go to four years so I, that's it. Mm, I see. Yeah, and also because uh, the interesting thing was like those like forty something episodes like it's very interesting because like, I think because let me try get so this verses as well. I'm I'm amazed. I think they really get really good verses just to teach what's going on. Wow, M A PhD in history. Hmm. And I think it's just I think it's, it's like this is like a usual case. Like I started from this. I can't remember what was the first course I ever saw per se. But then it was like it was not so like um. Oh yeah, I think it was the Greek. It was the Greek. Was the Greek and Roman one. Hmm. And also, how are the lectures like? Um. Basically, are is it just like a PowerPoint slide where the professor talks, or do you see the professor? I don't know, standing in front of a blackboard or smartboard. Actually, they, they, I think sometimes they just walk around, they just teach you, they just give, and then sometimes they give you like examples and all that and they give you clues about what exactly happened. And actually, it's actually, it's like, it's just like a video, like entire thing where it just happened. I think, I don't think I want to show anything down here because like, it could get really dicey. And, and yeah, don't, like, don't show us because, you know, yeah. you paid for it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. No, also, so, because sometimes when I just have something like this, you can see one of the preview buttons here. It's like, yes, the professor needs to satisfy and then she just gives out some stuff. I see. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's pretty interactive. Yeah, and also because of me, I was like, I, I don't know why this this one just has a lot of charm. It's like just sharing things. Like it's like wow, <laughs> just what I remember. She, she once upon a time told a story about this about this um this brother who was who was being sued in court by his three elder sisters, and eventually eventually about the whole like the whole change of like of like inheritance and all that they they, they got they, they took in. Then they eventually say that like, then you draw a lot because you're the youngest because you're all the elder ones. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah, I think for me it's like uh, actually I graduated like one job was like very good it's like giving me an introduction of okay what happened who is this they give me a, a solid understanding and I think one more interesting one is like the like, Greek culture because it's not a lot written about about Greece per se because I I'm trying to find stuff for the Greek Revolution and all that although they have a, like a a lecture on it but then it's like it's not a big one but then it's, uh, it's like giving that like, okay I know why I start with maybe I should start with the definitive thing right now and right now it's like what am I doing is like um. We just wait the last this is the last one's just like I just read I just I just watched this course and I think like, I'm actually very interested in like, the Greek culture about what happened them after.
okay, yep, finally, finally. It's a bit slow sometimes, I realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I think for me, because like, you know, there was, like, there was ancient Greece, there was ancient Rome, but then I thought, but I think for me, it's like, I actually really want to realize, I actually don't really mind going deep into like, what happened after then, what happened the next, what happened after, and then eventually, eventually, my obsession just became a revolutions period. <laughs> mm-hmm, I see. And yeah, I think right now so the books I'm starting out with is that I started out with this book because I was thinking it was very interesting because I was thinking, I think it's to come back to the idea of why did it happen and because this author wrote another famous book called The Great Leveler. Ah, okay. It talks about the, like, actually it talks about like the four big horsemen of, of like the four horsemen of like things like war, famine. Oh, I see. Peace. Yeah, and that's... Stone and Age all the way to the 21st century. Yeah, and this was one of the most important like um books that I heard. Like in, in basically it's like um and and eventually it kind of pivoted my interest into like that's into like um just periods in general, that's about that's about whoever was in charge, that's about the rulers personally, and more into like just very, very like general stuff and period and like and like reading up now, like saying that I'm just going so much into it that I'm I did I think there was another book, I think it was an interesting book was just like this book called for the eight laws of power. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's actually very interactive about you see like examples as to why people did what they did, why they do it, and then I'm not right now. I'm trying to get through this book called the thirty three, the thirty three strategies of war and like the different structures of war. I'm just surprised that I could I understand so much about war about about war. And I was like saying that like, I, I thought previously I was very very like um how much should I say this? I was like a very very uncomfortable person. I was very uncomfortable with the idea of concept of war and all that. But after this, like a oh, wow, actually they broke. It's like it's, it kind of made me very realize that actually it's very, very like. It can be a more, more interesting. It can it allow me to understand things better. And I think it's just that I, I really can focus my pivot my attention less to what happened and to why it happened. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it was banned from a lot of places. Yeah, it is it's actually very, very interesting. I think it, it's just very banned from a lot of places and I could definitely tell why, but then it's just like, actually for me, like the real interest that I really started from writing Beyond the Grey Skies and it's focused on business key for my own personal interest in like all the all the all the finance books, all the self-help books that I read mm-hmm. over the years. It's like it got really inter- interesting for me because I was reading that a lot. I was just like saying, eh, I, I'm not sure. Maybe because for me it just started because I was like a Capricorn and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was a Capricorn and, and all that, it just like, it made things a little more interesting. And then I just started doing research for me. It's just it was like very piecemeal, wholemeal. And then slowly I assembled the pieces together bit by bit, one by one. And eventually it just said, it's just I think for me, it's my answer of uh, history is like, like a mosaic. I know a lot of different stuff. I don't really specifically focus on the period. I just like, okay, I know this, then I know this. Then how does this all in together? It comes like, it comes like a very long continuous thing. And then it's like, I think I mean, this why I think it became a very interesting thing because historical research, like um, there's a few other books. I know there was one other book. Let me think about the book. Oh yeah. This is also I read about this like this story. This person's like humongous example of incredibly large that amount of books that he just wrote one entire section on it. I I wouldn't I would I wouldn't say it's 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 like it's it's basically an overview. Like it's not it, it give me like um it's not it's it has its flaws and everything still, but it is but then it's like it gave me an introduction as to what really happened. So it's like a really big set of books about like each segment of human history i think yeah it is a very big segment of books i think it's just it's just focusing off european history but they only have one book towards the oriental heritage that's why i'm like i i, I can't you can disregard that one because i don't think it's very accurate anyway i don't think it is either it feels very outdated yeah it is very outdated because it's really 1935 and all that 
But the, I think that this, this, this is not that bad because like most of the time they return focus on there's already a lot of sources of it's actually pretty old. And then and then it, it, although there's a lot of changes right now and all that, but for me it's like, well, I was like, eh, I want to read something that's more generalized so I don't have to like so I can and then I swear I try I finish these things. Like, I don't know why my why did I finish this thing? Sometimes it's like I feel as though my research can be a bit haphazard because I don't have the the background of say somebody who's very, very um who's like who does study history in, in school and all that and I'm not I'm not and I haven't I haven't thought I haven't, I'm also mostly thinking about reasons why am I doing why am I doing this virus like, oh it's just personal interest at this stage although this thing doesn't really cover what came after Napoleon and it's also interesting because I I started write I only started writing my story after the, focusing on the on the post Napoleonic era with a very slightly different things and talking about a lot of different stuff and then eventually I think it's just like um actually the real the big inspiration for me started from the I think the not really the revolutions I would say it's just that it is that I think it's like, has actually given me one very interesting experience was like um I think something called the 1848 revolutions was just like the very big term and now I'm just reading books about about Italy <laughs> about Napoleonic <laughs> warfare about what was it about about grand strategy and military alliances because I was thinking like eh, actually I'm actually pretty interested in that I think because I have a lot of varying interests and like um and then eventually just started from there and things just started getting uh, started getting interesting because like um because I think for me, it's like, it was never really about period per se, but it's very, very macro. And now, and now I'm just, because I realize I'm really doing world building a lot more now. So it's just like, just like when I, because I don't have that, like say like a definitive guide as to what happened in mm-hmm. Europe. Because although I can take inspiration for what exactly happened, but I cannot really say I have to follow it exactly because of the, of the changes and having to think about the factors why mm-hmm. what would change and, and uh, yeah, maybe I just finally finished this book it's like um, it talked a lot about all the major alliances throughout Europe like whether it was 100 years war or the, the very very small alliances and eventually World War One and World War Two. Mm, I see how about video games Um, have, have any video games like Civilization and uh, I think there wasn't called uh, something and Sword like have that it, has those influenced you in any way Oh, you mean I think for me, sir, there's this one game I want to play because it did all the absolutely, absolutely funny, funny situations that could potentially happen in Imperial Power and all that. It's like a then go Crusader Kings Three. I was like thinking, and actually my my game thing was like I never really played any of these games because I I just really 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 want to play. I just really want to download it one day. Then called Victoria Three on Steam, and I think for me, sir, oh, interesting. I, I think for me the interesting thing was that I accidentally I accidentally got into got into like chose the location. I accidentally chose a lot of stuff. It's like for me, it's just like uh okay, let's roll with it. I, I think for me, I'm not a writer, I'm really an improviser. I realized that I read really well if I had to improvise stuff out if I had to really think and improvise or I say, okay, I, I already did this. What's my best next best solution to get out? So I think I'm not a careful planner per se. Instead, I work best if I say, okay, I I made a decision. How can I make sure next stuff fits into whatever I, whatever I established so far, and eventually that that's like eventually that's like well I and then that's my research became more like a series like okay, where should I start with? How should I start with? And what should I do next? And it got very interesting because like, I never thought about 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 much of it. And I was just like it's just like I stumbled thinking actually Italy sounds nice. It sounds like a very interesting location because like it doesn't get the same level of, of influence they say that because like you know that you know that there's a there's a running reputation that Italians hold to this day that they are very very military very very weak. Mm, I see. Actually, it's kind of it's somewhat true because like they actually unified through through military through diplomatic alliances more than say they, they actually fought wars and all that and a lot of it was just true like. 
just were very interesting little things. I think there's this the one the one the one of the famous guys that 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 was very very important to the one was this guy named Giuseppe Garbaldi who did his um I think called the he took over the south southern Italy for a thousand men. Oh, I see. So he was very yeah. good at diplomacy. I don't know. He was that he was the actual commander. There was another person who was more famous. I think it was the Count of Cavour. Okay. Yeah, it was more famous for being the actual like the actual person who was like who was politically created the situation for Italy to to eventually come together. Mm, and he was the I first see. So, um, do are any of your characters kind of similar to these people? Oh, I think so I I think they might I might create their own counterparts eventually. But yeah, like I was thinking there would be you know counterparts to them in your story. Yeah, but it, but it might actually appear it might actually appear more in seeking love types and say like and say beyond the guys because these are probably all dead dead people already. All they're kind of there, but not not that important. Or they're already kind of old. And because I think for me it's like um, I never really understood why. I, because for me it's like a, a lot of it's like a lot of my stories are just like. Well, I just, I just, I just basically improvise the way out of a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, I created this, then what should I do next? I created this, then what should I do next? I created this. How can I make this work better than saying, okay, I created this, I need to tear it all down and start it all again. It's like, huh? I, I'm actually surprised that my ability to improvise is so, is so good actually. Mm-hmm. I admit because I, I think, I think for me, maybe that's why my tapas in the world that like, can, can get, can I do very well on a very long home series. I think it's a lot. I like all the writers who like um, who might want something perfect. I don't try to be the, the perfection. I just focus on like um, I just like focus on like say okay this happened. Okay, so what should I do next? And maybe and so I don't really make so so much an effort to say like okay. Okay, I probably I probably done something wrong here. I did something wrong there. How, so more like saying, okay, how can I fix this? How can I do this to fit into the world? And I think for me, it's like um, eventually I never really understood what was post-apolitic Europe until I actually read about it, and then I was like, oh my god, there's just so much stuff I actually enjoy down here. <laughs> it's such a crazy, crazy, crazy timeline that's like um, it's such a crazy time because like um, there's a lot of different revolutions running around at the same time. Italy had a dozen different, different, different revolutions because like, it didn't, it didn't just have a. Uh, there's an 1820, 1830, 1848, and so we get to the to the unification of 1860. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot. And then and also there's also like then there was the and then eventually I was just reading up a lot about it. It's like um, I don't know what I don't I then I was just reading a lot about it. It became like something very interesting because like there's a lot of like very unrest, a lot a lot of constant changing of situations. I think for me the reason I'm not so like focused on big entities because I come from a very very small country and like I could find a lot of interest in doing stuff like this because you know what was my what was my what was my history or what to. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. What what to? Is that how your parents came over? Oh no, my grand my great, right, right, your grandparents. Yes, great grandparents. My, my great grandparents. Yeah, so great grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Because like, of like, the Japanese invasion, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think they came before World War Two. Probably because China was already invaded by Japan. Yeah, I think that was what happened, and then they came over. They ran over, and then eventually they took over Singapore. Japan was took over Singapore and all that, and then. Anyway, it's just like I never really did a lot. Anyway, because I, I not all my family is graduated Singapore, so I'm in Malaysia, and I think that also happened too. Although you remember, remember World Two is something called like oh, uh, people down there were poor, so they just ate sweet potatoes and tapioca. Hmm, I see. Yeah, uh, you never there were really people eating sticks too, and and you know wood to survive. 
Yeah. yeah. Although, well, although the sweet potato thing is more well known, and also there's also like the little thing called they also some I think also something personally in your interest is like um there's this thing called uh, Singapore's something some known as ching. That's very it's a very not very mm-hmm. well known, but it was like something like um was a systematic purge of like a, like basically of the Chinese in Singapore by Japanese military because of like the supposed like they have supposed suspect loyalties. The funny thing is like, right. I think I think I, actually you know funny but my my great my great grandfather probably dodged it is because he wasn't Chinese. Mm, right. He was Indian, right? Yeah, he was. I think he was Indian because I. This is what my family said. My family told me a lot of times. Just like he was always dodging, dodging the Indians in Singapore because he, he didn't want to talk to them because he couldn't understand them. Mm, I see. Yeah, it was like it, I was so I because of me. It's like that's a little bit interesting, but then I have no idea how am I gonna trace any of my ancestry because the problem is like um, um because it wasn't. I don't think people kept ancestry records as well in China. Do, do would you be able to trace your own ancestry through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, how they? I mean, it's like it got very interesting. It's like um, yeah. It's it's just been. Let me just think about the next. Um, and then eventually it just became like a uh, me reading up about about the about the various books about this. Right now, I'm trying to like um. Actually, very interesting thing for me is like I I know actually I think I kind of really research a lot of different stuff to like, put in understanding what happened here, what happened there, and sometimes it may just be like personal interest per se because I'm very very about I'm very on about the Renaissance period because I know a lot about it for some strange bizarre reason did you do any wondrium courses on them no but i listened but i think for me the main inspiration in was again was types of history because it focused a lot on on that particular period let me try to see whether i can find it, find it again like this was actually very important oh yeah they do have an episode on the rise and fall they do have a lot of episodes like they talk about the late medieval politics Game of thrones and late medieval politics <laughs> i just saw that yeah, actually, it's actually very accurate. Uh, it's, it was complicated. It talked a lot about the New World, the Spanish Inquisition, the richest guy who ever lived. It's like, very interesting. And I think for me, it's like, this was where I really got the interesting about just I might want to go back to, to actually go back to the Renaissance because like, it was a very, very interesting period. There's such a lot of inflation. Actually, it's such an interesting thing to say that a lot of the Ming Dynasty's problem came, didn't exactly came from the Ming Dynasty's side. It came from a New World, ironically, because the New World gave Spain, gave Spain a lot of silver. The silver eventually found its way into China, Dutch and English armies and their coins, and it eventually caused rampant inflation because there's just too much gold. Mm. Also, it was also pretty interesting because like, why did Spain had so didn't get rich, didn't get very industrialized because like, a lot of their money was in gold. So they started building churches, they started building a lot of stuff, but a lot of the oh there was a very wealthy aristocracy, but a lot of normal people were very poor. They didn't really have a lot. They were they were not very as they're they just normal farmers. And eventually once once they lost, once they started stopped mining gold, they started just they didn't really have a power to pay anymore. Mm, I see. I think it's very interesting because this really talks a lot about not so very well-known parts about it and eventually became very exciting for me. It's like, I think for me, the most interesting part of this period was actually that Venice, the Republic mm-hmm. of Venice. But it's just that it just became like a period that I just slowly, like, um, I realized that I'm just really a mosaic person. I can remember a lot of stuff, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, so I'm just a very mosaic kind of person. So like, um, eventually it's just like eventually it's a eventually I found the period first. Then I started doing the a lot of the research for later for later for later for later things like um like researching the entire situation in during that particular time period I was looking at. Then researching it, so I became more focused as my story gone longer and longer, not less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense because you are finding your path, and you know as you write more of your story, you know what you're looking for. 
Mm. Yeah, and also other thing is, I, I will say that I, I definitely want to wrap up Beyond the Risk as soon because like, they, I don't have ideas for further things, but then it's like, it's a bit different because the, the tone will be different. I might I might have to shift perspectives and shift characters. And I think I just realized that, yeah, it's just it's just for me, it's just like, it became like a, it became, I think for me, Beyond the Risk is when I started out, it was an idea about a certain kind of story I wanted to try. But if, as time went on, it just became a story about a world that I wanted to explore, that I wanted to read up more mm-hmm. on, that I wanted to, about the period and it's like for me it's like, it was very mosaicly it's like I, I wouldn't say I, I can anyone should follow me but then it's like wow I just, I just it just that like I got into this stage it's just like it was kind of accidental mm-hmm. well sometimes the best ideas come from accidents so it's a it's a great thing that you came across it and it will be very interesting to see other stories um, that take place in the beyond the gray skies world yeah, and I definitely think so. It's like, um, although thankfully, it's like, although the name was very, also kind of, yeah, I think, I, I think I'm really like a mosaic. I'm really like a, I'm, I kind of planned. I think always, like, I was initially very a like, pencil, right? Things I just wrote whatever I came to mind. I didn't think very hard about it. And I, whether it's actually, I could, I just wrote whatever idea I had. But then eventually, as I went along, it just became more, more structured. Now it's like, I have outlines for every chapter I write. I write. I I might just do a sample and then I just rough it out. Then like okay, so uh, now I just have to write outlines. For, okay, what I need to happen, what I need to settle, what I need to do next, and and also like what what's my ideas I have for this and that. It became very like um moving. It became like a. It just like I, it's just like I got more focused as I wrote longer and longer as I wrote more than say if I wrote less because for me it's like you say that like, you told me I was writing me told me back then they're saying like, oh apparently I was writing this idea about this theater thing it's like which is why why I really thought very hard about it back like, then not as much as I do now because like wait a minute why oh okay okay I get it now I get why am I writing this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, although I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah sorry sorry that this was like a focus I think. A real focus that I a focus of shifting for me is like I think it really grew me as a writer because for me it's like um previously I was very very I wasn't really I wasn't really that sure what I was like, looking at or about so interested in but now it's like this is my first time I just say okay I'm just gonna focus entirely history I'm not gonna show you any historical and any elements any strange stuff that because I just don't really I just want to focus on history although I did eventually like the the research just started from just started from somewhere interesting just I just picked a place and eventually started snowballing other stuff and I was like well. I can understand a lot more now. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, this is probably why I kept the early chapters intentionally vague. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Right. So in closing, you know, um, so you've basically used a lot of resources from, you know, ranging from the Wondrium website, which is, you know, which consists of courses taught by professors, you know, with the relevant qualifications. You've also listened to podcasts, um, maybe even around a hundred or thousands of episodes. And, you know, you, you gathered a lot of information from that. And you also read a lot of books about the topics that you write about. And, you know, you just basically kind of drew whatever you could from each book and combined it into the world of beyond the gray skies actually it goes for me this mommy as a person i'm like um i learn best as i absorb more stuff because i don't forget stuff that easily but then it's like but for me to learn i have to actually just say i sit down i don't really do anything about it i don't really just throw myself straight in and say okay i want to do this maybe i want to do that i want I have some interest in this and just came and it all comes together mm-hmm yeah, that's sometimes how it works, you know, like sometimes just things fall fall together and, you know, that's how you start writing the story. Right. Thank you so much for explaining how you did your research for Beyond the Gray Skies. And we can't we can't wait to learn more about the other stories that you will be writing that take place in the same world. I think the interesting thing is just like um, 
I never expected it to be like this. And it was just like, um, I think sometimes it's just say it. For me, it's like, for me, it's like, sometimes you got to embrace the unknown because like, this is just me revealing the fact that I actually didn't really think about it very hard. It's just like, as I, as I slowly did more, the wishes eventually found me, the information started coming to me and like, oh, oh, okay, I can do this, I can do that. Then it just started, just started falling into place. And sometimes it's just like, it's okay if you don't have, you don't have a very good idea yet. Just find it out and you'll be, you be interested to see where it takes you. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, we can't wait to learn more about Beyond, this great, Beyond the Gray Skies and the other stories you will be writing. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Bye.